0: volume 1 chapter 20 of cats this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by lynn thompson cats Their points and characteristics with curiosities of cat life and a chapter on feline ailments by w gordon staples volume 1 chapter 20 pussy and the hare in the parish of p aberdeenshire there lived some years ago a crofter and his wife and a little boy their only son a fine sheet tabby cat who nightly sang duets with the kettle to welcome the master home was the only other member of the family one day while roaming over the moorland in search of birds nests the boy found a young hare sound asleep among the heather such a prize was worth any number of birds eggs and the lad carried it tenderly home and presented it to his mother and it was that night placed in a box in the cow byre next morning it was gone puss had eaten it no doubt and no one could blame her pussy had had kittens only a day or two before and they had all been drowned for about a week after the disappearance of the hare it was observed that pussy was not so regular in her attendance on the house as usual she never lay by the fire the kettle might sing its duets by itself she ate her meals hurriedly and greedily and then escaped out it's the hare she ate that's no agreeing with her said the good man there's merer in it than that said the canny good wife and with a woman's instinct she followed pussy out and up into the hay-loft and lo and behold There lay the cat in a snug little bed, suckling the lost hare, and singing as sweetly as a linnet. Pussy reared the hare, and they became inseparables. At breakfast, Pussy always waited until the hare had finished, and when there happened to be broth for dinner, a dish the hare did not relish, the cat never failed to beg for a piece of bread, which she carried at once to her strange foster-child. The cat and hare went everywhere together. Sometimes, indeed, they might be seen fully a mile from home. This cat was a famous hunter and always brought her dead rabbits home. It was funny at times to see the pair coming from the fields at even the cat with her dead quarry in her mouth creeping stealthily along, her eyes in every direction, and the big hare, rather out of breath, bringing up the rear and looking very foolish, as if he didn't exactly know what it all meant, and rather deprecated the cat's conduct than otherwise. This cat could fish, for one day a gentleman hooked a large salmon in the river, and after running it for nearly two hours his line broke, and he lost it. Now this salmon was found next morning on the cotter's doorstep. The cat and hare were both present, and as there is no account on record of hare's fishing, we think the credit of the capture must be given to Pussy. For two years this strangely matched couple were friends and bosom companions, for they slept together. But one fine summer's day they were lying in front of the house half asleep in the sunshine. The hare at one side of the door, Pussy at the other, and the cotter's wife knitting between them. The whole scene was one of peas, and might have remained so, only tragedy in the shape of Farmer Dick's big, Disreputable collie was at that precise moment peeping round a corner and taking stock. Hello, said the dog to himself. It's a. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Hang me if it isn't. A hare. As cheeky as you like, too. I'll teach him. And he did. The poor hare never required another lesson. Nor did pussy lose any time in giving the dog one. Rendered frantic by her poor friend's death, she sprang on his back and tore him with tooth and nail one of the dog's eyes was entirely destroyed and it need not be added he ever after gave that house a wide berth after the untimely fate of her foster-child pussy was extremely disconsolate moping about and never caring to leave the house she had not long to mourn for him however for some months after she fell victim to her own curiosity for like all women cats are extremely prying the cotter's wife was one day melting some tallow in a large teapot which after using she left by the fireside and that night when everyone was in bed pussy who had been dying all day to know what was inside that teapot piled off the lid and popped her imprudent head in alas she never got it out again about midnight the honest couple snug in bed were awakened by a dreadful clattering noise in the kitchen along the passage and on the stair geordie geordie rise and see said the good wife nudging her good man jean jean rise and see yourself said he nudging her in return it's halloween geordie cried jean and there's a dale or dales rather in the house i ken for a reader must bear in mind that though banished from english soil fairies bogles and all that ilk still linger among the brecons of our scottish glades and glens and annually on the night of thirty-first of october they play a thousand pranks under the direct supervision of the arch-fiend himself this superstition proved fatal to poor puss gradually the noise got less and soon ceased entirely next morning the cotter's wife was up betimes and downstairs she soon returned, wringing her hands and weeping bitterly. Oh Geordie, she cried, Come doon and see what the Dale's done to our poor pussy End of Volume one Chapter twenty